From the DDS Studios, we are your hosts, Blake Milton, Bradley Newberry, and from the Man Cave, it is Matthew Two-Tone, Blue Parker. Parker, what's going on, though? Hey, last time y'all saw us, USF, we said Jeff Scott would be gone, but he's gone. Jeff Halfley in Boston College, we see you. You've got to stop predicting these firings because they happen often. All I'm saying is you got to keep your name out of our mouths. That's all I'm saying. But guys, thanks for joining us tonight for another edition of DDS Sports Talk. Well, we got your attention. Go ahead. Down there below, quick, free, easy, does a lot of good for us, really helps us out. Hit that like and subscribe button down there on YouTube. Give us a rumble on Rumble. Follow us on all of our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at DDS Sports Talk, as well as, excuse me, and you can download the audio version of these podcasts on all your favorite podcasting platform, Newberry. Yes, sir. We're going to be doing some pretty fun stuff here tonight. Tell us about it. We've got the college pick six. We have the NFL pick six. We're going to talk about, well, actually, we're not just talk about each one of us. We're going to go round table style. We're going to give the midterm grades. Mm Mm-hmm around the AFC South. But first, we're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills and their quarterback question with Josh Allen. He was unable to practice both Wednesday and Thursday. Parker, have you heard the latest news out of the Buffalo Bills camp for today? I mean, literally they are using the term hour by hour, not even day by day. Uh, has a partially torn UCL, I believe it is. But I'm just going to tell you, I've been saying this for all week. He ain't playing. Like there is somebody that knows more than it, than we do out there, and that is the people putting five, six figures down on these games. And there is a reason this line has gone from nine and a half to three and a half in a matter of a couple of days. This guy is not playing it. Yeah, I can tell you that partially torn UCL, fully t- it doesn't matter. It's a torn UCL. This is Tommy John surgery waiting to happen right here. Is what this is. The more that he plays with it, I mean, look, he can go out there and try to go. He's not going to hurt it any worse. I mean, he he's going to have to have Tommy John surgery. This is the regard is the bottom line. Uh, huge. It will be a huge detrimental fact uh, if he does not play. I think Parker's exactly right. Uh, the guys that are putting the big bucks down have consulted the professionals in this in this realm, and I can tell you right now, if he plays, he won't be of much use. Parker, we, if he's done, we have uh, said they we got, said they've got such a big. They've got a great, a good record, I should say. Mm-hmm. Is this it? I mean, no playoffs. How bad can it get? Oh, man, it's going to be bad for me, man. That's my quarterback for, my, for fantasy. Well, hey, they do have a good backup. Case Keenum, if you remember, he had a huge year in 2017 throwing to a Minnesota Viking named Stephon Diggs. So he does Ooh. have that connection down. But we talked in the early season, like their playoffs still, yeah, but – this team, we said it before one game was played. If they want to get to the Super Bowl, it's going to have to go through Buffalo. That is a magical home field advantage. And if he's out for multiple games, it probably won't happen. Uh, I mean, depending on I – mean, he could be done for the year. If it's if he needs Tommy John surgery, he could be done, done, is the problem. Like, he's not going to be able to throw the ball very far downfield with much velocity. Um how does this change the playoff picture, though? I mean, like I said, they're probably going to make the playoffs, right? But I mean, what does it really do to the power Dude, rankings for the Buffalo Bills? For me, I think the AFC was kind of wide open anyway. And mm-hmm. when you take like a Buffalo Bills team out of the equation almost completely, out of the, 
that makes it even more wide open. I mean, you're then you kind of turn your attention to teams like Tennessee and Kansas City and yeah. Miami. Do they sneak up in that conversation I, now? I, I mean, think what? I think absolutely they do. Um it's gonna be an interesting swing in the in the power scales here for, mm. for the AFC. Uh, because uh, I think that if Josh Allen can't go, man, I, I don't know. I found your quote, Parker. Uh-oh. Coach McDermott, we are in an hour-to-hour hour situation here to see how he how he progresses. They had 15 names on the injury report today. Mm. It is a gross situation up in Buffalo right so now. So yeah. that that's that that's one of my points when we do all those confidence picks. Why I took Minnesota so high? So I don't think it's Josh him. Allen. I don't think Josh Allen's playing. And by that, these other guys that they probably could play if the star quarterback is out. Hey guys, let's just we're playing against a pretty good team. Let's just sit everyone down. Let's treat this almost like a bye week. Let's get healthy. Let's not get our quarterback healthy and all these other pieces hurt. So I, yeah. I think it's either they all play or none of them are going to play. I think that's a fair argument. I think that's a fair argument. Yep. Hey, don't forget, man. The Jets. They've got the same amount of wins in that division. I mean, at some point we have to head to head. Yeah, they did. They own the tiebreaker. At some at some point we have to talk about them. Their defense is legit. I mean, their quarterback. That's a different situation. (laughs) Their defense is Blake Saucy. Mm -hmm. Sauce is the man. (laughs) Sauce is the man. Parker mm. loves the sauce. Hey, we get to be. That little, means two things. <laughs> we we get to, we get to be <laughs> teachers right here. We get to hand out some grades. We get to fill out them report cards on some mm-hmm. AFC South teams. Yep. I wrote down here at the top in the introduction. <clears throat> as for the division, it's bad. It's one of the worst divisions in NFL football this year, and we're going to start with the Houston Texans. They've earned a record of one six and one. Man, I wrote down. I predicted five and twelve. They're not going to reach it. Lovey is a dead dead man coaching. They have some young talent on this team, and it's highlighted by the rookie running back Damian Pierce because you see him with the ball all the time. But they have mm-hmm. pieces on defense too. I give them a midterm grade of D. They are falling short of my predicted pace of five and twelve. Yeah, I think D is a is a honestly it's a fair grade for them. Uh, I, I, like you said, you can see the pieces here and there, uh, especially with Damian Pierce there. I mean, you could definitely see a, a bright spot there, but not having anybody that can deliver the ball from the quarterback position. Uh, it, right now, it's just bad. It's just all bad. There's not much good there. I mean, you look at the, what is it? One, six and one. Yeah. Uh, it's a daggum miracle that they're not and eight. It really is. When we watched them play us, I really was like, this isn't even a shot at Brad. I, I really was like, who's his team beat? Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, they were so. The Jags, basically. I, mm-hmm. I looked it up. I was just like, holy, like, who could they beat? It was just dreadful. Um, And I, 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 I try to look at this also moving forward, you know, not just how bad they are this year. Like, you're right. They have a good running back. They've got, they've got some good pieces in the, in the secondary there who I think is going to turn out well, but they've botched the coaching thing. They, they've just done everything, not everything bad, but they did finally move on from Deshaun. Like we're talking this, this, these last two years hasn't been a rebuild because he's been sitting there on the bench. Mm-hmm. They finally got some picks out from him. So now we are finally starting this, but I still gave him a D plus just because of just how absolutely 
pitiful they are on the field. Yeah, it's bad. Next team, speaking of coaching. Speaking of bad. The Indianapolis Colts have earned a record of 3-5-1. and one. I had them predicted at a 10-7 and seven pace, winning the AFC South division, and that's laughable right now. Uh, they fired their coach. They hired someone that's never coached uh, down in the NFL with Jeff Saturday. Matt Ryan is old and benched. The entire organization is handcuffed by a bad owner. You get an F at the midterm. A- absolutely. If there's a F minus, in fact, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, Parker, you'll have to fill me in. I know somewhere in our pre preseason uh, uh, shows that we did, we mentioned Frank Reich not making it through this season. Oof, another predicted uh, Your fire. name came out of our mouth, and I'm telling you, that is mm. that is the kiss of death for mm. you. The Jeff Saturday hire, I don't understand it. For me, this just – I know that the I know Ursay's like an old hippie or whatever, but good <laughs> lord, what a crazy move that that was! Uh, a guy that has no coaching experience, and I'm not really sure how that how he even finishes the season. Just you know, coming off of an ESPN show in the middle of the season, just stepping in trying to to to, to fill the the void there in coaching, rather than you know letting his one of his assistants take over. I don't understand that at all. He's a billionaire that hired his drinking buddy to be the coach of the team. It's I win the Powerball, and Bradley, guess what? You can be my coach just because I don't care. That that's literally what it is. This guy has zero experience. Uh, yeah, he played on a team, you know, for a little bit. He did the only time he ever coached, you know, was in high school in Georgia at a low level high school, like an A, like the lowest it gets, and he had a losing record in high school. I just, it doesn't make any sense. And I literally have, I was like, can I give him a G? Because F minus is, I mean, it is as low, <laughs> as low as it can get. They, they, for good they, God. They've traded their picks for trash quarterbacks. They, they hired a, who I like Jeff Saturday, but he's not a coach. The offensive coordinator is 30 years old. And the only reason he has the job, he's the only one on the entire team that's ever called a play. And that was in college. It just have Gus Bradley, who used to coach for the powerful Jags. Yeah, but he didn't call plays. Nah, man, it's just a like, disaster. I love it. I I hope that they. You know what's so great about it? That Saturday is going to do what this team should have been doing the whole time, and that is running the ball, which is going to keep them in games, and they're going to win some games that they shouldn't. They shouldn't because Saturday has come out and said, "I don't want to go for it as much on fourth down." I want to run it more. He famously got in an argument on the sideline with Peyton Manning, ask, yelling at him, hey, why are you checking out of these runs the pass of the ball? And Peyton pretty much just yelled back, hey, shut up, Jeff, and be a sinner. It was, oh. it was, it was a great – yeah, great. I'm great just saying, set. this guy wants to run, and Jonathan Taylor is healthy. This is, should have been my best bet. Whatever the prop on that is, look at the over, because he is going to run it and run it and run it some more. One quick question. <clears throat> or did you have another thought? No, no. With Saturday coming back, does that mean Matt Ryan's coming back? Are they going to bring him back into the fold to say, look, let's settle down. <laughs> We're going to run the ball with Matt Ryan as our quarterback. They should. I mean, he came out when he was first hired and said, Sam Ehrlinger, Ehrlinger, Ehrlinger I don't even care how to pronounce it. It was going to be the quarterback. Um, but they came out today or yesterday that Matt Ryan was at practice and was an option. So, I mean, that's what they should do. They should 
put the guy out there, or they should retire Matt Ryan and let him be the offensive coordinator. Uh, that would probably be a better option than what they're doing right now, right? Yeah. Just, I mean, hey, I'm just enjoying this implosion as we watch here <laughs> of the Indianapolis Colts because I don't see it getting any better. If you go yeah. go look up the the story's insane. Like Jeff Saturday didn't know he was getting the getting this job. The game was going on Sunday. Ursay is calling him on the phone. Like Jeff, what's wrong with our protection? And even at that moment, he didn't have the clue that he was getting this job. Like Ursay just just pulled this one out of absolutely nowhere. And if, I, if I'm Jeff Saturday, I, I take the opportunity as, as well. You can always well, go back. Yeah, to, who's going to say no? Yeah, I mean, yeah. but you know what, guys. I'm not even joking. We should go apply for the Carolina Panthers job because if he can get it, I don't know why I can't get it. Fair enough. Jacksonville Jaguars have earned a record of three and six. Parker, I'm going to start with you. I'll go last with my team. What do you think about the Jags at the midterm? Three and six. I gave them a C plus. Um, I think they're moving in the right direction. I like what Peterson's doing, but I mean, you still got to figure the, the the factor in the the record there, but we talked about at the beginning of the year. You don't go from winning from losing big to winning. You go from Bobby Bowden said it. you go from losing big to losing little to winning little to winning big. You've got to make those steps. And they're making that step from losing big to losing little. They found some good, they've found some good pieces in the draft. I still stand by that. That number one overall draft pick was an absolute travesty and still is. They've got ETN who looks good. Um, uh, Lloyd looks good if it's not in coverage, they, but they've they've got some pieces moving in the right direction, so I'm not going to kill them for anything. Yeah, I mean, if you can't see that there's pieces there that have some potential to work out, um, then you're blind. I, I struggle with, you know, being at a C- minus or a D plus just because I keep waiting for them to take that next step. I hear what you're saying about losing big to losing little and all that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I guess I could be persuaded to that. But at some point, I think you expect somebody on that team to step up and say, jump on my back, let's go. Uh, and, and maybe that's the college football fan in me that thinks that you know that's the way it's supposed to be, and maybe it's not that way in, in the NFL. Um, but you got a first overall pick quarterback there. Oh, uh, generational talent. They're not going to have three in a row, by God. <laughs> no. Yeah, we'll see about that. They should be. They, they, do, they need to be in London Willie if that Duval. is. Willie Duval might be down there. <laughs> Willie Duval no. Levis. Never no. know. No, sir. Never know. Uh, no, I don't know. So you know, they, Parker's they, argument. Parker's argument. Uh, I guess I could be persuaded to a C minus just because I can see them putting pieces in place. I like Peterson. I think he's a good coach, um, but they just, you got to learn to win. You know, it's not just about being better. It's learning how to win. And for whatever reason, they just haven't quite got there. Maybe it's just, maybe it just needs more time. I don't know. I've got a real head coach, another year of experiences, both positive and negative. Travis Etienne has been a great uh, surprise uh, with them trading James Robinson. They are one in six in one score games, which means they're two Learning and oh. to win. They're two, they're two and oh in blowouts. So that tells me they're not getting blown out, right? Right. They they've already won three games by my predicted. I had them going nine and eight this year, silly, uh, but thinking that they would get into the last seventh playoff spot. But 
and I was doing my actual wins versus predicted at this time, I had them at five and four. So I have to grade them down. Yeah. Because they've got two less wins than I expected. I expected them to, uh, I expected them to beat Washington. I expected them to beat Houston. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where I was. I mean, you said, what is it? One and six and one score one games, six and one score I mean, game. They didn't win one until just this last That's year. what I'm saying. That's, that's learning to win. That's someone on that team stepping up and making a play when it counts. And, you know, I, again, maybe I'm looking at this from more of a college perspective than NFL, but there's got to be some of that that translates at some point to where someone just steps up and makes a play. There's got to be a definite leader out there on the field. And that <clears throat> maybe that's what's lacking really. Parker, the world needs it to be the quarterback. What do you think? Yeah, they do. I mean, I, you know, I, it's well recorded on here. I just don't think he has it. I, I really don't. He's it, it just, I can go through all those stats and, but the, the thing oh, for, for you guys don't you worry. are the next two games are going to be tough, man. The next two weeks are going to be real tough. Luckily, the second one's off of a bye week. You can maybe, if you pick off one of those, the last three games are winnable. Um, <laughs> so, like, but the, the problem is getting there, right? So, I think a C plus is absolutely fair. That was funny. You were saying that, and I was yeah, like, he's look got at my literally predicted. written down just exactly what you said. Almost. I had six straight losses predicted. Vegas was actually one that I predicted was a loss. Mm hmm. I had them predicted to lose against the Raiders, the Chiefs, Ravens, lose at Detroit, lose at Tennessee, lose against Dallas. And then I had them winning the last three, which were the Jets, Houston, and then that infamous week 18. No, Nobody can beat no them one on beats. Yep. Oh, yeah. You're but, undefeated. Yeah, you were saying, you know, Tennessee won't matter, so they won't. I mean, yeah, yeah it could be a real thing. <laughs> so um, here are my little stats. That's just a little, you know, like the – nudge the fire a little bit so i'm gonna a little bit let me let me give you i ain't even going peyton manning i'm going josh allen here we go josh allen's rookie year 52 percent completions 10 touchdowns and 12 picks trevor lawrence rookie year 60 percent completions 12 touchdowns 17 picks josh allen year two 58 percent completions 20 touchdowns and nine picks Trevor Lawrence is on pace for about 63 to 64%, 20 touchdowns and 12 picks. I don't, no one's kicking Josh Allen out of the jo NFL right now. Yeah, I will Josh go ahead Allen and say that that is, that is a well, absolute – He didn't take, he didn't take a step three. forward until year in three. Year, in year three. So just, let's, I, which let's is – no, 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 let's no. Because no. everybody uses the Josh Allen term. It is incredibly rare. Go find me another quarterback – that went from being one of the worst through two years, which Trevor Lawrence is, which Josh Allen was, to the best in the league in year three. Find me one other guy. One. Yeah, it seems to me that that's kind of the anomaly. It's kind of easy to cherry pick that one. But, yeah, I just – yeah, that just doesn't – he was just did not translate. And, in fact, if you go back, I was going to do a whole thing about this um, because uh, how – but he's hurt, so it just seemed kind of pointless. Dude, Josh Allen's been bad the last two games. Like bad, like old Josh mm -hmm. Allen. But well, uh, it makes you wonder if that elbow's been a problem for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know, but uh, Riley, I, you you mentioned a team that I wanted to touch on, if you don't mind. Uh, the Raiders. They are, and I, I know we talk about people getting fired all the time, but I'm not oh, kidding yeah. you. They lose this game if Mc Josh McDaniels. Loses to Jeff Saturday. As bad as this team has been, he's gone. He, he just is. So far, 
So far, the Raiders have three losses this year, went up by 17 points. They do. The rest of the NFL has two. If you go from 1960 to last year in the Raiders organization, all those years, whatever that is, 61 years of, of football, the Raiders have five losses when they were up by 17. This year, they have three. And they traded for the best receiver in football. I'm just telling you, McDaniels loses to Saturday. He gone. Oh, McDaniels, your name has been spoken. Oh, your name will be tagged on your our post. Your name has been spoken. So we're all about the same. We're, we're hovering between that C plus to C minus-ish. I gave him a C minus officially for the Jags. Tennessee Titans, five Jesus. and three. I'm the high one on this one? Yeah, you're the high one. Yeah, <laughs> but you are the only one that picked Florida a couple weeks ago, and you were right. Yeah, so. I know. Wow. Uh, tennis, well, I graded it down to a C- minus because I expected them to have five wins at this point. They should not have lost to the Washington Commanders. Yeah, that was unexpected. And they shouldn't have lost to the Houston Texans. Nope. Come on. Um, Tennessee Titans, five and three at this point. I wrote down awesome running back. Very good defense minus the cornerbacks. I'm never going to like your cornerbacks. Best head coach in the AFC South B plus. Yeah. Uh, that might be a little generous in my opinion. Uh, and it's, and there's things that he can't, that can't be controlled, but there are things that, that have to improve offensive line play still has to get better. It's, it's been a continuing struggle. They're, they're, doing things to try to get around having, you know, lesser talent and people out of position. Um, there are bright spots. Obviously Derrick Henry is running like a man possessed. You can, it, I can tell you whenever he gets the ball, it just looks like he is trying to hurt somebody whenever he runs. Um, I think that our quarterback situation is a little bit concerning. Uh, I'm hoping Tannehill is uh, going to be healed up here soon. Uh, because I don't know that Malik is going to be a long-term fix at quarterback at the moment. Our defense continues to play well. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I could go uh, – I'm back and forth between a C-plus and a B-minus, but they are winning some games. You know, they played really, really well, in my opinion, against the the Kansas City Chiefs, but they just, just couldn't pull it out, obviously. Um I don't know. I'll go B minus. I'll go B minus. That's literally what I have written down. Offensive line, don't even undersell it. They're dreadful. Daily on the left side. I'm not kidding you. This beer can can get in the way more than he does. And to highlight how good Derrick Henry is in in the time that they get hit, like how many line yards the, the, the line pushes before the running back gets touched. Titans are next to dead last in the league. Houston is the only team worse. So Derrick Henry's getting hit in the backfield. Um, quarterback situation, he's been hurt. I, I don't know what Traylon is yet. He's been hurt. I, I don't, you know, it, there's been a lot of injuries there, but you're right. We're still five and three. We should have beat the Chiefs, to be honest with you. Um, so where we're sitting, if you were to tell me, hey, this was going to happen to you guys this season, but this is what your record's going to be, I'd be like, all right, cool. I would have yeah. been a little disappointed because I would have honestly – Thought then we would have been a battle with the Colts, but thank God they don't care. I'm man. Everybody who's got kids around, cover their ears. Fuck all those people who picked the Colts at the beginning of the year. Fuck those people. 
Good God Almighty. How stupid are you? They 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 got quarterbacks that are 900 years old. They got mm-hmm. a hippie for an owner, a guy that can't coach. Now they've hired some dude, some analyst from ESPN. What is wrong with you people? Get real. Who's Look, the next? Who's the next old quarterback? Seriously, who's the, are, are we going to bring back somebody else? Who else? Marcus. Let's let Marcus go full circle. What about Joe Namath? Joe Namath want to come back? He'd be better than Marcus. We'll figure it out. We'll let the season play out. We'll figure out which old quarterback. It could be Joe Flacco. Flacco would got, be the best quarterback in that, that team. He's still got some go-go in the Jeez. arms. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. You ready? You want to do some picks? Let's Man, go. Let's do it. Let's rev up our college pick six. Try to keep these short and sweet because we've got a fantastic matchup of Mizzou at the UT Vols. If you want the home team, you're giving up about three touchdowns, it seems like, maybe minus 20. Uh, welcome to senior day in Knoxville is what yep. I wrote down. These yep. teams have only played 10 times ever. Both teams are at five and five. Parker, this is the rubber match. What do you see? This is going to come out and whip the dog crap out of this team. <laughs> And like I even sat down to go through the numbers, and Tennessee has the advantage all over the place. While Missouri D may be good on the ground, play to play, you know what? They're almost dead last out of 131 teams. That's against explosive runs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have watched Tennessee at all, but they tend <laughs> to do explosive plays. Yeah, I, I look at this game, and this is got red ass game written <laughs> all over it. This is going to be. Uh, probably a four score beat down in my opinion. A uh, lot of emotion, senior day, uh, early games tend to go pretty fast in Knoxville. Um, explosive plays, running plays in particular. Yeah, we do those too. So I, I see this as another 550 yard yards of offense. I see Joe Milton playing uh, probably the entire second half. And uh, we might even get to the third and fourth string quarterback. Before we officially say it, are you going to try to write the picks before we say the picks this week? That was fun last week. You scribbling all over the place. No, I'm not. I'm going UT Vols here, 42-21. Vols, minus 20, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And I I also, this is not the NFL. doesn't matter if you win. you got to win big for the college football Mm -hmm. playoff committee. And the Vols know it, and it's pedal to the metal. Hendon Hooker is also second in Heisman right now. There, there's two things they could accomplish here. But there's something that I think people forget about, but I know the players, and I know the coaches didn't. Because over the summer, Jim Rome had Eli Drinkowitz, the coach for Missouri, on, on his show. And this guy's an absolute idiot if you listen to his quotes. But this one, he said, quote, Let's hold up on what my record is because I expect them to vacate some wins and that's going to help my record a little. Okay. End quote. Talking about the Vols. I'm just telling you the players aren't going to forget that. Drinkowitz is the play caller for Missouri and to keep his job this offseason, he's probably going to have to give that up and hire an offensive coordinator. This is the show me state. So show me how to recruit Eli because guess what? The Vols' second-best prospect, Nico being the first, is Chadavian Bradley in Edge. Guess where he's from, Eli? It's Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> Missouri is 60th in recruiting. That is 10 behind Vandy. Vols 
Name the score. Wow. I don't care what it is. Ten behind Vandy. Yeah. Fifty spots going to be hanging on the home team. Right There's what I'm saying. We're all the, going UT. I already put it in pin yeah, before the, you. The, the Tennessee team total is 36 points. I'm just Wait, saying. What? That's going to hit at halftime. Where yeah. is that? DraftKings. Daddy's uh, got some money. I need to bet. <laughs> 36 <laughs> is the total. It was of yesterday. Holy moly! I need to find that. <laughs> Okay, everybody go run. Look, yeah. it might have jumped. I don't know. Blake is running to DraftKings as we speak. Everybody, time out. Let's go look real quick. <laughs> Can we get a over under total for the UT scores? Hold is on. it under team props? I don't remember which which one I saw it on. That's the problem. Click on team props. We'll see if they got. What about halves? No, what, what team totals? What is that? 37 and a half. <laughs> it's gone up a point. See, it's still 14. You, have, you still have to pay 130 to win 100. I mean, that, wow. that basically means they think it's going to happen. Yeah. That's why they're making you pay. I've I, I read that for the first time. I was like, is that for the first half? 30. Wow. Oh, daddy might have to have a bet tomorrow morning. <sighs> Second game, we got uh, South Carolina at Florida last year. Blake, South Carolina swamped the Gators 40 to 17. And that was the last nail in the coffin of Dan Mullen, who was live on our show. We had an interview and exclusive. This is senior day in the swamp as well. What do you think about old Spencer? Can they repeat a rattler? Yeah. Um, can they go down to Florida and just win a game? Well, you know, they caught Florida at a weird time last year and, and let's, I think that Billy Napier is at least keeping this team to where they're not quitting. Last year at this time, this is about the time when they started to quit, in my opinion. Um, this game was probably one of the uh, the genesis, genesis, I don't know what a freaking word is. It was the beginning of when they started to quit. Uh, eight, and a, eight points, huh? Uh, yeah, I think the Florida's got it in them. I don't think I think South Carolina is particularly particularly bad this year. Uh, I think Rattler is really overrated. Um, yeah, and being in the swamp, no, I don't think they're going to be able to handle it. I'm going Gators here. Line, I was just looking at it is minus eight right now, and the South Carolina team isn't good at anything. The problem is Florida's worse at a lot of things they're not good at. South Carolina is 70th in passing. Florida's defense is 99th. South Carolina is 85th in rushing. Florida's defense is 108th. However, on the other side of the ball, this is going to sound exactly like me talking about Texas A&M last week. <laughs> South, Ca- South Carolina is good against the pass. But guess who doesn't pass the ball? The Florida is going to run. Yep. They're elite. And South Carolina defense is ranked 100th against the run. It's it's the it's a and M game all over again. Guys, we literally sat here before this show and said we don't have any. Bradley's really the only thing, only one that has anything written down. And it's amazing that we're Parker all saying the same absolutely thing. like he read my little quick notes. I little I have like a little two two bullet points basically on each game. Mm-hmm. And here was my bullet point before I gave my pick. South Carolina struggles against the run. 295 yards against Arkansas, 208 against the Georgia Bulldogs, 226 against Vandy. The Florida Gators will run and run and run again. They will cover 30 to 21. Boom. Florida. Boom. There's your score. 
Are we all on Florida here? You want yeah. Florida too? Yeah, Florida? Oh, no one's gone out different. I don't like this. I don't like this <laughs> at all. I don't like the way this is looking here. Okay, here we go. We're going to go to Parker's team. We, we're going to make a trip to, to Iowa. Look, Liam Neal's pointing. He was pointing yeah. at his Iowa stuff. Look, That's there what it he's is. Doing. Look at it. Oh, look at it. Yes, him. sir. Wisconsin, all of a sudden, showing acting like they're a football team again at Iowa. It's about Iowa minus one. Wisconsin is 0 and 3 when turning over the ball multiple times. <laughs> Iowa's offense is somewhat functional. In the last two weeks, I was playing around in our group text. I'm like, look, it's the fun and gun for Iowa. I think Iowa wins because Wisconsin's going to turn it over multiple times. I'm going 2017. Give me Iowa minus one. Yeah, I'm going Iowa here just because I think the Wisconsin Badgers are overrated. Doesn't matter if they're good, it doesn't matter if they're ranked. I think I'm I think we always have to sit here and listen about how great the Badgers are. Look at the Wisconsin. Why are they getting snubbed? Well, well, they lost to Northwestern. Uh, yeah. oh, no, well, wait, that was Nebraska. That was Nebraska. Now, Nebraska. Now, that, now, that Iowa, now that Iowa has figured out how to put points on the board, I don't think they have a chance. Iowa all the way. Northwestern hasn't won on American soil nope. this year. No. Um, <laughs> West Wisconsin, Wisconsin's offense is better than Iowa's, but let's not sugarcoat it. Last week, Graham Mertz went five for 17, I think, for 77 yards. I mean – they're not usually that bad, but they're ranked around they're ranked around 50th. They're what what Wisconsin's good is with Braylon Allen and with running the ball. But unlike South Carolina, Iowa is elite at stopping the run. I mean, the that handicap on this, the over-under for this game is 35, meaning it's gonna be close, which means a pick six, a fumble six, a special teams Dutch touchdown is probably gonna win this game. And there is one team that does it better than anyone in the country. Give me the luck Iowa. of the Hawkeyes. Wow, we're got the same again. That's three straight games. What is happening here, folks? All right, let's try this one. Louisville at Clemson. If you want the home team, you're giving the full touchdown minus seven. DJ has been benched for Cade Klubnik. What is the latest? What are you seeing with that situation? Either one of you. I mean, yeah, they're nope. the DJ was playing well. They put in Klubnik and he throws a pick in the end zone. Yeah, he did. I, I don't understand what they're doing. I don't even know why Dabo's coaching because he said he would retire if players ever got paid. So do what you said. I, I just, yeah, I don't think they know what they're doing there. DJ has not been bad this year. Man, I, I, I'm compared to last year. Yeah, I know. That's a, it's kind of, I got a, a stat low, for DJ. There's a low minute. bar there. Um, you know, Clemson is a team that's just begging for attention, they're begging for eyeballs and, begging for attention from the the college football playoff committee uh they're they think that they're getting snubbed again this year well i think you should get snubbed uh i i don't really see anything that impresses me about clemson this year uh the fact that we are talking about uh a seven point line here at home against louisville i'm going with louisville Give me, give Blake the seven points. Well, before Parker, I'm gonna skip line here. Okay, okay. Just, just okay. in just in case there, okay, there could be a chance that we're all in the same team again. Because what I have written down was DJ's last two games: 329 yards, one touchdown, three picks. 
Louisville leads the ACC with 34 sacks, 67 tackles for losses. Give me <laughs> the Louisville Cardinals. <laughs> I'm not predicting the upset. I'm going 27-24 Clemson, but I'll take the seven points. What do you, What about you, Parker? Man, I've been back and forth on this one constantly. Uh, I actually think what happens is it's going to be a push. I think Clemson wins this game by seven. They were dominated in the trench last week on both sides of the ball, which is weird, makes no sense. They've got the bigger, the better guys. I don't know what's going on. Dabo quit. But Notre Dame ran all over Clemson last week, and you know who likes to run the ball more than Notre Dame. It's Malik Cunningham in this Louisville team. Like that, It's just it's just what they are. They, I mean, it, Clemson's giving up 200 or more rushing yards in two of the last three games. I, I don't know, man. I keep going back and forth on this. Malik Cunningham does have an injury on his non-throwing hand, and since he runs the ball, I think that could be an issue. The problem with picking Louisville is they've played nobody. I mean, nobody. Wake? What was the score of that game? I think they beat Wake. And whatever in Louisville, it was an ambush in Louisville. Clemson I just, is fraudulent. I, I I'll take the points. Give me Louisville, but I, I don't save again. Louisville. But I don't like it. I don't. I'll say say I don't like it. The fact that we're all on yes, the same page, here. all four of them. Oh. There's no. It's way a push. Can, no way we can be the same here. We're going best bets next, uh, where we can pick anything in the lineup. I'm looking at a team that has burnt me multiple times this year when I'm picking this game. Um, you. That's the Purdue team. I'm looking at the Purdue Boilermakers on the road at slumping Illinois. Chase Brown is all you got. After flopping at home last week, I think that you're probably going to lose to Purdue again. If not, I still get six and a half, six, seven points. Give me Purdue in the points is my best bet. Go ahead, Parker. I'm going to be doing mine live here. All right. Hey, yeah. Hey, tell this one because this is it. This is the one. This is the week. This is the week TCU gets smacked down. I have sat here and said this before, and I'm going to say it again. TCU has played five games, five games against a backup or third-string quarterback. Texas can own them through the air, and if someone knocks out quarterback Quinn Ewers, that's fine because TCU is even worse against the run, and Texas has the best running back in all the land in Bijan Robinson. You can run on Texas. And the one thing that TCU can do is they can potentially move it through the air, but TCU is not going to run it on them because they don't have anyone to do that with. Quentin Johnson, the star wide receiver, is potentially out for TCU in this. Max Duggan has a hurt muscle calf. On top of that, Gary Patterson, the special assistant to the Texas head coach, knows TCU like the back of his hand. He has been the head coach there from 2000 to 2021. That's last year. He coached this quarterback for three years. Texas is going to roll. The line is seven. It should be 21. Blake has found something. Guys, I'm doing this one live. Very unprepared, but you know what? I'm going through my process live here on the air. Uh, I got a lot of games to choose from here, obviously, but I'm going to focus here in the SEC. Um. Looking at a game that's going to be going on in Lexington between the Vanderbilt Commodores and the Kentucky Wildcats. Right now, the Wildcats are favored by 17 and a half. This, so line, says, this line should be 70, right? So, so says DraftKings. You know, they have the number projected number two or mm. number four, depending mm. on which source you look at, quarterback in mm. next year's draft. 
Guys, this should be a blowout, right? Oh, yeah. Seven. Oh, no, 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 no. Here come the Commodores <laughs> bringing that anchor all the way up there to Lexington to lay it on that ass. Jesus. I'm going to tell you right now, this ain't going to be no 17 and a half point ass whipping. It's going to be a close game. It's like an upset alert. This is going to, this is, <laughs> you better watch this game right here. I'm not kidding. Kroger Field might be, it might implode whenever the, the, the Vanderbilt Commodores come up in there with that anchor and drop it right at the 50 yard line against Kentucky. He's and Will Levis's ass. He's taking the plus 17 and a half. Blake, Give it to me. I had this written down. I almost did this, but I thought it would seem too ridiculous if I did Vandy back to back. But let me just back you up on a couple of things. Come on, let's go, Parker. Where, where, the, where the big money's coming. Let's just talk spread first of all. Spread 17 and a half. 65% of the bets are coming in on Vandy, but 93% of the money. It means the guys are laying the big bucks or betting on Vandy. But let's just go for the fun of it. Let's look at the money line. The money line, 85% of the bets are on Kentucky, but only 15% of the bets are on Vandy. Only 15% of the bets, but 79% of the money is on Vandy to straight up win. So the guys that back these teams, this is these are people we're talking five-figure bets here. Are back in Vandy to win this game. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's make some money, guys. Let's make some money. Down there in the comments, tell mm. me what you think. Is, is Mayo Boy mm. going to get served a big, fat anchor wow. this weekend? And this wasn't even our underdog section. You know, you know I, oh, I, I'm just sitting here. Look at it. Could you, in efficiency, I, with Mayo Boy, UK and passing, in efficiency, there's 131 teams. They're 69th in the country. Number two um, overall pick. They're they're 127th out of 131 and giving up uh, sacks. That's also on the quarterback. Their red zone efficiency, which is a big time quarterback stat, they're 90th out of 131. Their first downs, they're 99th out of 131. Turnovers are 96th out of 131. Number two overall pick going to the Indianapolis Colts. Mel Kiper Jr. Willie Duval. Underdog. I'm sticking with a team that I've been. Pumping up all year. I'm looking at North Carolina. They're an underdog this week as they travel to Truist Field to take on Wake. Wake, however, where I have to take a little pause. I found this stat, Parker. They are five and one against the spread following a against the spread loss. So look out. But this is the team I'm thinking is going to win the coastal. Go in there and beat Wake. I'm going North Carolina 33-30 as my underdog special. That game is the game of the week to watch. The over-under is like 74, and it's probably going to go over. Um, wow, I didn't even put my score high enough then. I said 30 to 30. I mean, it, it's it's nuts. Because none of them play defense. And, guys, my dog here, I legit looked at Georgia going down, but I am too scared to mm. do that because I believe that they will lose a game. Um, last week I had Kansas, and that one flip-flopped on me. It was in a, it was a, They were a favorite by the time this rolled around. The same thing happened to me this week with Iowa State. They're now the favorite. So – had to change it up again. I'm going to go with a horrible team playing another horrible team. I'm going to take – I cannot believe it. I'm taking Miami to beat Georgia Tech. I know these two teams are going the opposite direction. As bad as Miami has been, they should be able to pass against this team. Georgia Tech sucks. But this is really a fade of Georgia Tech's offense. Looking at their offensive ranks out of the 131 teams, I'm not even going to tell you, passing, rushing, it doesn't matter. But they're 127th, 124th, 115th, 119th. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're bad at everything. The How only way take a favorite. What? Because yeah. Miami is garbage. No, MTSU beat down a good team. I'm just, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just telling you, the only way Miami loses this game, and this is very likely, is if they quit. If they just absolutely quit, but they should just on talent alone roll out there and beat this team. All right. Oh, Lord. I'm looking at two games right here, and I'm trying to pick which one I am going to write a death sentence for yeah, here. Don't do that one. I'm looking at two of them, but there's one that I want more than the other, and I think I'm going to go with the other one. Um, I'm looking at uh, the Washington-Oregon game here. Mr. Bo Nix is favored by 12 right now. <laughs> the Huskies are coming in there. It's 12-point underdogs. I'm tired of hearing about Oregon. I'm tired of hearing about Bo Nix. I'm tired of hearing about washed up SEC quarterbacks. You tired of hearing about the pack, whatever? I mean, you know, they got so many teams in the top it, 10. If you can't make it on the varsity, you go play junior varsity. And that's what he's done here when he went to the Pac 12. I'm saying he's going to implode this weekend. This Washington. is when it happens. He's going to lose it for Oregon this weekend. Washington is going to take him down. Book it. As a, uh, I bet you, as an Oilers fan, Jesus, as a Vols fan, I uh, hope you're right. Yep. <laughs> very, very much a loaded uh, pick there. It is time to go from college to the pros. NFL pick six time. Denver at Tennessee. This line's floating between two, three. I think it's around two and a half right now. Tanny Hill Willis. Willis, Tannehill. <laughs> I mean, quarterback's uh, fault, wide receiver's fault. There has been so much talked about, so much debated in local sports talk. I mean, what is it? It's wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, there's just not any options. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, we have a, it's a rookie quarterback, a third rounder, a project. Everybody knew that. We knew that. We all talked about that. But when the guy hits you for like a 40-yard bomb multiple times, you got to catch it. You're just, you just you got to help these guys out. You know, if you you, yeah. you have a Patrick Mahomes out there, he can make some magic. But when you have one of these lesser guys or a rookie, man, you just got to, you know, wide receiver, you've got to receive the ball. Like, they just have to do your job every now and then. Yeah, I mean, look, I watched some of the game, and, and it, you know, Malik looked pretty good at times. Like he was throwing some dimes there at times. And like you said, Parker, there that one play in particular, there was a guy playing wide receiver that I'm not even sure I even know who the f he was. But Malik threw an absolute dime. The freaking ball hit him yeah, right was, in the arms that, and he dropped the ball. Was that X Jag X Texan X Georgia Bulldog Conley? Yeah, oh. I don't even know who that is. Oh, Chris. I didn't even know he was on our roster. All I know is he shouldn't have been. Obviously, that's why I didn't know oh, who he was. He's taking a jab at the GM. I just heard it right there. I, whatever. All I know is that he's our our quarterback. Who he is dropped young. it on purpose, dude. All I know is I completely agree <laughs> with Parker. You know, particularly with these young guys, you need your receivers to make plays when they make good throws. Because young quarterbacks, you know, they, they kind of get on streaks. And whenever you blow their confidence, uh, whenever you hit them right in the chest and they drop the ball, I mean, it just kills a young quarterback. Yeah, Tannehill's obviously a better quarterback. Like, I, I think he's way better than what people think he is. But, like, he doesn't make them catch the ball. I mean, it just yeah. is, it is what it is. And, and Bradley, I, I think you're hinting at who plays this week there. I, I don't know. I mean, I know Tannehill practice in full. But I also know that there is a game on Thursday. And and if if I'm the Titans, I sit him down for one more game. 
and let him with you. I think he's available. I think you have him available. And then, but you let Malik go again, personally. The Denver coming off their bye, Titans coming off of a long overtime loss versus Kansas City. I I really do think that the Jags should have beat Denver. I don't really see much there. We've got the Russell Wilson thing. I mean, is he working out on a boat this week? Is he going to be working out on the plane on his way to Nashville? That coach is horrible, Parker. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, Nate Hackett ain't getting it done. No. Uh, I think the fan base hates him. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't th- I think if you're going just by coaches alone, oh, I'm sitting here looking at Vrabel versus Hackett. Yeah. I think that answers the question for me. I'm going Titans. Jeff Saturday might be a better coach than Hackett. <laughs> I-, I mean – they brought Hackett in for one reason, and that was because he was Aaron Rodgers' boy, and they thought that would bring Aaron Rodgers over, and that failed, and they were stuck with him as coach. Um, but this is scary, man. There's not gonna. This is another reason why I would sit Tammy Hill down, even though I think he plays. There's no Big Jeff in this game. There's no Amani Hooker in this game. There's no Zach Cunningham in this game. There are major pieces missing. Traylon Burks, thank God, is going to be back. But these teams seem. These seem. These teams seem really. Similar, that's absolutely going to matter. They need somebody to get separation that can move out there. You're telling me he's not better than freaking Chris Conley? No, he is. he is. It absolutely is going to matter. But these teams feel super similar to me, and you mentioned it. They came out for that overtime game. Dude, this Titans team could be gassed. They played 91 mm-hmm. plays. If you count penalties, they played 101 plays on Sunday night. I just – but then you look at the other side of this thing, and, and Denver just traded away their best defender, so I don't – I don't really know what that means. I do know that it's it's a battle against strengths here. The Titans have the best, believe it or not, the Titans have the best red zone offense in the NFL. The Broncos have the best red zone defense. The Titans have the best third down defense in the NFL. No big Jeff, so think about that. But the Broncos have the worst red zone offense. So which one's going to show up? I actually think this game might, there might be some points sneakily just because of the pieces missing. But you said it, man. Two and a half. I was. I literally have written down three. Take the Broncos. Two and a half. Take the Titans. Give me the Titans at two and a half. Yeah, um, I com- <laughs> I completely agree. I, I can't even disagree. Why I said in a gut reaction that it won't matter. Um, you. I'll just I'll just say one name why it doesn't matter. Derrick Henry. It's not going to matter. The passing game is not going to matter. You know what you can do? You can throw Austin Hooper a couple more balls because he ain't going to get close to 60. Daddy's already made that money. I'm just no, waiting. Keep, up, keep on going, baby. Hey, Wait you know what's weird? Dude. They don't, they don't, it's weird that they don't like, have you've noticed, like if you listen to Titans radio, people are, are curious, like why are they using him? Cause every time he's out there and every time they pass it to him, he does something. Yeah. He catches it. He bobs it up to himself. And catches no, he it. doesn't. He, he catches him. He, he catches it. He catches it. It doesn't matter if it hits his fingertips and goes in there. He catches it. I know. I'm hey man. We text about it, but man, that Malik passed that back shoulder dime to him was oh, absolutely God, that was beautiful. It was that, and then then when he threw the freaking ball to Conley, just totally botched. Even it. me, the the titans whatever you want to call me i I sent a text and i said what a he's dropping a dime to hooper i put it in the text yeah well i'm going tennessee 16 13 they cover i don't like this we're too we're too i I don't but if y'all want something i would never touch this as a prop because i'm not betting against my team oh no but if you look at where the titans struggle and where they not really titan struggle but where uh the one thing that the broncos do well 
is Russ is terrible at passing it short, terrible at passing it middle, but he still has one of the best deep balls in the league, and he loves to go right. And who lines up to the right-hand side as Cortland Sutton coming off a bye? I could just see a few of these deep, deep, absolutely rainmakers to, to Cortland Sutton. And then you've got Jerry Judy. You've got, what is it, a rookie tied in there? You've got the K.J. Hamler. I mean, he's got little speed guys that can get past a defense that what did parker say 91 plays dude i've had judy all year on my fantasy and he hadn't done shit he He gets matched up against a uh a spicy cornerback group coming off of 91 plays on defense I still think the titans the titans randy bullet kicks them to a victory 16 randy come on randy Jacksonville at Kansas City. Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, friendship is well known, long standing. Goes back to Green Bay days when they were young, 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 young men. Mahomes setting records last week 43 of 68, 446 yards, but his arm is falling off. Thank you, Titans, for making him throw so many times. He's going to have to play the quarterback position left handed this week against the Jags. I like how it's setting up. What do you think, Blake? I'll be honest with you. Nine seems like a lot to me. Um, I don't know, though. But, I mean, the Jaguars have done nothing but disappoint me all year, quite frankly. Uh, I, You know, my head says that, come on, nine, really? You, you ought to be able to do that. You ought to be able to take care of that. I just don't have any confidence that this Jaguars team is ready to step up against a team, an elite team like the like the, the Chiefs. Um, I don't know. I just don't think that they've got it in them. I know that uh, Jack, uh, Jacksonville, uh, I know that KC is, uh, they played a long game against the Titans, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Though, uh, this is just going to be a warm up game for the next week for them. I think that the KC is going to roll here. Oh, now this they did play a long game, but I would argue for them the more the thing would be they played a physical game. And I think the Titans are more of a team that would recover from something like that. And you're right. They are a big game next week. And it's against the Chargers, which could be for the the the, the, the division, honestly. So you had against the Titans who are leading their division and possible home playoff advantages. To Jacksonville, the Chargers, it could be a sandwich spot. But I will say Mahomes in his last 23 November and December games, oh. he is 23 and zero. However, Mahomes as a big favorite of more than seven points is 12 and 17. And this year alone, if you're giving up seven points or more, it's your 11 and 20 against the spread. I do think that Kansas city is going to be smarter than the Raiders and run man instead of zone because Trevor Lawrence has had basically three has had some good games. The good games have come against the Colts who play a very specific zone. And for some stupid reason, the only play, the only team to run that specific type of zone more than the Colts do every time was the Raiders in the second half last week. I, I just struggle with how you beat Mahomes, Bradley. You know this as well as I do. If you get pressure on him with four and every bell stays back, you don't blitz. I don't know that they can get pressure on him. Um, and I'm really afraid about who is going to be covering Kelsey because if it's Devin Lloyd, I don't know what his, his prop is, but take the over. <laughs> What do you think about the spread? I oh about the no. well, I, I think the Chiefs beat the Titans by three. They lost to the Colts by three, beat the Chargers by three, and beat the Raiders by one. They're not invincible. If they beat Jacksonville by this, it would be Jacksonville's longest, uh, biggest loss of the year. And I'm oh. not going to sit here and bet against that. Even if they're up 
by, you know, 15, 16 points going to prevent. Back y'all know duel. me. These 9, 10 ones, I never touch them. Give me the points. Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, I said it earlier in the show, Jacksonville was 1-6 in, in one-score games, 2-0 and oh in blowouts. They they just don't lose big here, and this is more than a one-score game. So I'm taking the points, but uh, I wrote down after the Jags went down early last week, 17 to nothing against the Raiders. They rallied behind – what's the right word? I don't want to say good. Good. Good quarterback. Improving quarterback play. Trevor Lawrence was 81% passing. 235 yards and a touchdown. Travis Etienne has 380 yards rushing in his last three games. Betters are getting killed by investing in the Kansas City Chiefs. These betters are two and five. Kansas City is two and five against the spread since week two because of the their defense is 22nd in EPA. I'm going Chiefs win 27-23, but give me the points. Ah, oh, Bradley pulling out EPA stats. Yes. I love it. Come on, Jags. Man, cover the spread. Let's go to Blake's house right here. Dallas. Dallas. Green Bay, the visitor. It's about a four and a half point favorite here. The Green Bay injury list I wrote down is longer than your wife's annoying grocery list. What is it not self checkout? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, last um, you like Dallas here? So. The Packers have looked really bad lately. Really, really, really bad. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked god-awful last time. And, you know, it's always been somebody else's fault. Uh, I can't tell you how many uh, – I'm sure Parker probably knows, or maybe you know, Bradley, when the last time he's thrown two red zone interceptions or multiple red zone interceptions. Actually, I don't think it's ever happened. Has it's, it? it's been a long time. I, if ever, I don't know that it's ever happened. So, All I know is that, that it is just, they look awful right now. They look out of sync. Uh, he, he clearly gives off the vibes that he's done with green Bay at this point. I don't know if he really is done with Green Bay, but this this almost feels like that middle finger moment that I talked about last oh, year. Oh, okay. So I, I saw on the very first play, I get a Romeo catches a slant. I, I just picked him up off the waiver wire. He hurts his ankle. He's out. He got me 1.8 points on a slant. Yeah. Um, I do think they get some good news. Um, they kind of missed maybe the injury bug with Aaron Jones. I think that he is practicing today. They should have him, but uh, – Honestly, I'm leaning, Parker. You can talk me the other way, but I'm leaning giving the four and a half points on the road, and I'm leaning Dallas here, 28-17. I'm with you there. I'm going Dallas all the way. I think that this is going to be the continuation of the downward spiral that is the Green Bay Packers. All right, Bradley, listen to this pitch. You're right. Yeah, you should be doing that because you could dive in this matchup, and other than Green Bay being able to run the ball – in every other matchup you can look at, any of them, Dallas has the advantage in all of them. So I'm just not going to go down that road. And you're right. They got lucky with Aaron Jones. They got unlucky on defense for Sean Gary, who is going to be done for the year. A year. So, I mean, that's a massive, massive loss. And Dallas is going to be able to get pressure with the front four. They've got the best pass rush in all of the land. I don't care what you say, Buffalo. But here's my two arguments. Regression is coming hard from the for the Packers. This is the biggest gap of weak measuring teams' luck. The Packers are the unluckiest. 
and Dallas is the second luckiest. In their five-game winning streak, their post-expected points scored was 100, and their score, their points against them was about 100 as well, meaning they should be about 50-50 in this thing. They have bounces go against them every week in the red zone. Some of these tip balls in the red zone aren't all Aaron Rodgers' fault. It will end. The question is, can you pick the week it will end? While this Green Bay team isn't going to scare anyone, this is what I'm taking Green Bay for. This is Aaron Rodgers at home as an underdog getting more points than he ever has at Lambeau. Not only do I think they cover this game for no reason whatsoever, I think they probably win. All right, I think there might be a little in the background of Parker two-tone blue Parker's mind. He wants Aaron Rodgers to go ahead and win this game. He doesn't want to have that red booty factor on Thursday night football. 100%. He wants to go ahead and win now so he can relax. Blow the steam off. He can blow the steam off. Rodgers can relax and just watch Henry run all night long. Hey, he can just come to his farm in Nashville, you know, just saunter out there. Go ahead and get that win. Take it easy. Not that big big of a deal, big guy. The nightcap game, we've got the Chargers. At San Francisco, you're laying about six and a half, seven. What do we see there on DraftKings? Blake, we got seven. This is the full set. Yep. Um, my note was Christian McCaffrey. Last time we saw him playing an NFL game, he threw for a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. He caught a touchdown. The Chargers still have injury concerns with their their wide receivers, Allen and Williams. Eckler can do it all, but I'm taking San Fran. 25, 17. Yeah, uh, I still – I agree. I'm going San Fran as well. I think this uh, San Francisco offense with the addition of Christian McCaffrey, it just makes it more and more scarier every week whenever he starts getting more involved in the offense. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there, but uh, I think it's a, I think it's probably a fairly easy victory there. Yeah, I mean, this guy named Christian McCaffrey is pretty good, and the Chargers, speaking of EPA on defense against the run, are 31st. Uh, they're just not good at this. And you said it chargers have no wide receivers, like literally. And on top of that, they have probably the biggest arm quarterback in the league. They don't let them throw up more than five yards, but you're right. They're great at passing it to Austin Eckler. If you put Austin Eckler in a list of wide receivers, he'd be the 13th with the uh, most receptions I believe or targets. I'm sorry, but the 49ers are the best team in all NFL at covering backs out of the backfield that come out for catches. This is a really bad, bad game. However, it is a divisional game, and divisional games by more than seven don't happen all that much. Well, I don't trust the staff. I do trust Justin Herbert to be down by 14 and get me that touchdown at the end. Give me the Chargers. Seven's just a lot. It is. I, had, I, I originally wrote down San Fran 24-17, and then when Blake showed me the, the line, I made it 25-17. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say if it was six and a half or seven. I'm like, I'm oh, sure. I, will, I will change this right no, now. No, I'm, I'm thinking San Fran. Best, best bet time where we can pick a prop if you want. You can pick a game if you want. I didn't have time to study the props yet. I'll be all over some props on Sunday morning. Hey, let me get like I, I, yeah. I shifted one. Let me give you one. All I'll right. give you one because I did research, but I threw all the research away to go. My official play here because I'm going to be there and I just have to be is the king. Derek Henry, his longest rush over under is 19 yards. Sign me up, buddy. Cause he's done that. I think the last four weeks. 
He always breaks one. I mean, he just does. Henry to have at least one twenty-yard rush. Yep, that is, is it? it. That is it. So went, there you go. <laughs> I went with a game. I wrote, I wrote down. Uh, give me the Dolphins minus three and a half. I, and I wrote down simply: if Cleveland can't control this game with their running game, and Miami gets up big, there's no way they're throwing back into this game. I'm going Miami three and a half. Tyreek Waddle. Maybe a sprinkle of Jaseki. They're going to run wild. Yeah, I was looking at that one too. I'm doing them live here tonight, guys. Uh, so I'll go to my backup plan here. Pretty boring stuff here. I'm going, uh, looking at the Houston and New York game here. New York Giants, that is. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. That uh, line is falling quick. Yeah, I'm going, I'm, I'm taking Houston there. It's all the way down to plus four. It's all the way down to four and a half, Parker, that one. Yeah, there's something out there people know. Uh, that one, I would take Houston also. Yep, I did too. Yep. Um, underdog time, I, just for fun, to give me something to watch Sunday morning. I went to the game in Germany. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks. Let Kenneth Walker, the rookie, run all day. Get me some fantasy points. Give me Seattle as my upset underdog. I'm just going to be a broken – I, that game doesn't make sense to me either, the the spread on that. But and y'all have heard me say what I'm about to say about it a million times. Tomlin at home is an underdog. Oh, it's Pittsburgh time. It's 15, go. 3, and 3. It just is, man. It's just an auto pick. Like it, it's on top of that coming off a bye. He's almost undefeated. TJ Watt is coming back. He changes what? the game all by himself. Uh, if you look when TJ Watt is in there versus when he's not in there, the yard per per play is a is, or the the amount they gain per play is a yard less. Like, that's how bad, big of an impact he is. All eight of the Steelers' games have come against top 13 teams. They have the hardest schedule in the league. Steelers, to straight up win this game. Yeah, I'm going to go. You probably could have predicted this one, I guess, probably also. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. We were talking about Josh Allen earlier. I think I think I think Parker was was on to something there where maybe they just sit everybody here. Minnesota. Let everybody get get well against Minnesota. Minnesota's doing pretty well right now. They're kind of riding high. Let's let them just take the take the victory here. I think uh yeah, I got Minnesota outright winning here against Buffalo this weekend. Yeah, hey, and on top of that, Blake, it's not like it's against a uh AFC team. You know, it's right. it's it's the least impactful team you can yeah, lose to. It's the least consequential game right now for them to do that on that's it that's right that's a show show. guys thanks for hanging in there with us skip around to your favorite yeah i'll tag it in the description below (laughs) there but guys really appreciate you joining us tonight for another episode of dds sports talk while you're here go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button really helps us out there on youtube go ahead and give us a rumble on rumble follow us on all of our social media facebook instagram twitter and tiktok you can also download the audio versions of all these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platforms. Gentlemen, final thoughts. Do I get to take the low-hanging fruit here, or are you taking this, Bradley? Not me. Well, I'll take a look at uh, one of our – where we put everything. Where we're at right now, YouTube. We love our commenters on YouTube, and I love to interact with them. That They're fun. They poke fun at me. I love it. Call me out. I don't care. It's totally, totally fine. But – when you argue with me and you're wrong, you just look like a complete and total moron. I thought Tennessee's education system was bad, but obviously Kentucky's is much, much worse. We said Mayo Boy was going to suck. Guess what? 
He sucks. He said Kentucky was not going to win 10 games and go to whatever bowl. Guess what? They're not. Be careful. Be very careful talking crap the night before you play the Commodores. Anchor down. Come on. Let's go. My final thought comes comes from college football as well. Remember this week we got South Carolina at Florida. Everyone remembers Coach Steve Spurrier with the Gators, but let me remind the audience, Steve Spurrier coached for South Carolina as well, 11 seasons. He earned a record of 86 and 49, over 60% winning percentage with the South Carolina Gamecocks. A shout out to you, old ball coach, Steve Spurrier. Absolutely. My final thought is going to go to Mr. Trevor Lawrence. Congratulations for owning the worst record among quarterbacks drafted number one overall through 25 career starts in the common draft area. But who gives a shit about that stuff? Because who cares about the, the Jaguars? As always, it is two tone blue all the way. You guys be well. Be well.